Hello and welcome to Cover 2 TV. I am Chris Pajak. This is Tom Jennings. We don't know where Steve Hall is. He's based, I think he's just fucked us off at this point. It's been weeks now. And I, even when he's done shows, I don't think I've been here for them. I think I might have just pissed them off somehow. It's all those bald jokes. I've just won too many. But they're funny and he is bald. Maybe he's got a hair transplant. Doubt it. Maybe he's going to come back with like brand new throwing locks. I would love that. Have you seen some of his younger, younger uh, era Facebook photos? He looks strange with hair. I knew him when he was like 14, 15, so I knew him when he had like bright blonde hair. Was he a nicer person? He was to me because I was like a little kid. So like everyone's nice to you when you're like a little kid with glasses and small. Everyone's like, oh, well, you just a, a <laughs> geek you can't see or something. I, I never had that when I was young. I, I, I literally went um, blind because of my one of my old jobs. Because the manager of the tavern used to make everyone work in pitch black. And I literally think it was down to working in the pitch black and not being able to see. I was just straining my eyes all the time. I just headbutted things as a very small child I didn't like. Doesn't work well. Your eye gets fucking turned bog eye. You fuck for life. So what? So do you think losing Steve's hair has made him a, 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 a worse person? I don't know. I'm not here to cast this. I, again, I was very... Well... Oh, well, three years younger than him, but it makes a big difference at the age of, like, 12, doesn't it? Um, don't know. It's possible. It's possible. What do you know? What do you think? Let us know in the <laughs> what comments What does Steve section. think? I think Steve knows. Steve knows. It Steve made knows. Them, like, Steve knows. Bitter. Yeah. Twisted. I, I think, like, when man finally gives up and goes, I'll be an even worse person. I'll be terrible when mine is, and it's going. I'm not, same here. I'm is not that sure what that is. Hat? Pretty much. Establish it now. And then when it's gone, I can just keep wearing the hat. LL Cool J style for like those years where you just never showed us bald head. Interesting. I should probably start doing something like that because my barber was the person who told me that I was going bald and I was like, oh, nice one. I'm literally never going to come back here now. You, you can't you can't banter me. You're my you're my barber. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was sitting in the barber when like, like you, you feel the seed and you're like, but like he just sat there and he worked for 10 minutes on the back of my head and he's like, just left a little bit more hair there for you. <laughs> we like... should probably talk about the NFL for a little bit. Apologies. Um, we normally meander uh, you know, middle when, and end of shows. When it's me and you, there's a lot more bullshit. Yeah, because <laughs> Steve, Steve keeps us on track. He does. He's very good. At, and I joke and I jest. I love Steve a bit. I absolutely do. And he's one of the funniest people I've ever met as well. But he is bold. Uh, so we will talk about the Chiefs versus the Colts. Um, Chiefs beat the Colts, and I'll be honest with you. I was texting you before the game, wasn't I? You know, I saw the. the so I'd already, I already had it pegged as a very, very close game of football, and then when the snow came out and Chris Collins where did that um, Twitter live periscope? It's called Twitter live. Um, showing the 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 pitch, I was thinking this is just playing into the Colts, and then I actually went on me pick him and fucking changed it. Didn't affect the it didn't affect the Chiefs at all. No, this is a different Chiefs team. Um, I don't think anything affects this Chiefs team. I've, I've, I have felt a lot of times the Colts have been winning this season. It hasn't been against good teams. They beat a lot of bad to mediocre teams. And I've seen you, 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 know, you texting us saying, I, I, the Colts are going to win. The Colts are going to the Super Bowl and you have that high on them. And I was sitting there going, really? Like, I still think they're the weakest team in the, what was the AFC outside the playoffs I still wanted them to win because I wanted them to come to New England because that's what I was hoping would happen so I I was never I was always trusted the Chiefs over the Colts 
I think that ends up playing out. Yeah, I think it did. And, and listen, I think, you know, that first drive of the game, the Colts weren't particularly very good. The running back looks poor. And I thought to myself, well, maybe the pitch is going to have a bit of an effect on this. And then the second drive, I think it's Williams just breaks one. And you're like, oh, yeah, actually, that was just Marlon Mack being a bit shit in that drive. They just couldn't get anything going offensively. And Mahomes picked them apart. And, you know, the, I suppose the big talking point of this game, and it will have been discussed elsewhere, you know, is that Kansas City D stood up. Yeah, and they got a very good pass rush, and they took away the run, which again, you need. They need. They couldn't open up the passing game because the run was taken away, and then suddenly you're trying to, you just let him D forward and the other guys come off the edge and just attack. Look, and it was the first time we saw the Colts' offensive line struggle. I mean, mm-hmm. that's been the um, basically the premier part of the Colts' offense been mm-hmm. that offensive line and to look behind them. And that struggle, the Chiefs really did the scheme well. They got a very good pass rush. And the Colts couldn't get anything going in this game. And it got to the point where we've been looking at the Colts' wide receivers and skill position players. And we've been like, I mean, is this scheme or these better than we're giving them credit? And I think it turns out it has just been, it's largely been Andrew Luck, a great offensive line, and then scheme. And then when it comes to these tight games, Matchups win, player matchups, and without any elite skill positions on, sorry, without any elite players at the skill position, the Colts just didn't have anyone to turn to. There was no Marvin Harrison, there's no Reggie Wayne, there was an injured T.Y. Hilton, they just didn't have anyone to really put on the back and go, I'm just going to throw it to you, going to get the chain moving, and they've just died, just allowed the Chiefs then to just pin the ears back of the pass rush and just go. Just keep going and keep going and keep going, and, and listen, it was a, a truly dominating performance from the Chiefs, and to be honest with you, I know the scorelines of all four games might not suggest, I thought there was four dominant performances this weekend. I thought the four best sides won out. And listen, we'll talk about the Saints Eagles later. I thought they dominated the Eagles. Yeah, it was just a big... What's wrong with it now? Ah, fuck it, let's go now. It was a good segue, so let's just go for it. Yeah, um, the Eagles started off well and we were all like, Ooh, here's Big Dick Nick coming in, <laughs> fucking smashing everything. And, you know, those first two drives, you know, the Eagles' offense just destroying the Saints. And then we saw, you know, the Saints stayed in. No one can guard Michael Thomas. Just no, no one can guard him. You're talking about it with the Colts there. You know, you needed someone that could ri- you could ride. That's yeah. what the Saints did. Yeah, they can ride Michael Thomas all day. And, again, he's, he's a very weird position because he's just a big, tall slot receiver. But because of that, on the inside, no one can seems to be able to stop him. He's pretty much replaced the Jimmy Graham-style production Actually, where it's yeah. just not... You can throw it in between the numbers to him. And best cornerbacks aren't usually in between the numbers. They're on the outside. So then you've got to try and scheme. And it still doesn't seem to work for anyone. But I think after those first two drives, the Eagles got nothing. I think um, they struggled massively. And I think what we've been saying is why we've all believed in this Saints team and why I was so high on them coming into the season was we saw last season the Saints' defence was great. And... Star season, it was, ooh, but now it's just um, molded back into shape, and it's been exactly what it was at the end of last season. And the defense pretty much won the game for me, even after losing Sheldon Rankin. Yeah, I think that's right. And listen, you know, I want to talk about about the offense. And I want to talk about Drew Brees and stuff. He, he makes a poor play on the first play of the game, entire game. He's intercepted. A little bit of momentum goes towards the Eagles. They have two good drives. The Saints can't really get anything going, but ultimately. I know it came down to falls. It didn't feel like a game that should have. 
you know, obviously they miss a kick. I think it's back end of the first half as time runs out. The Saints do, but it would have been a travesty if the Eagles had come back there because I do really believe that the Saints were that much better than them. It was a blowout in all but the score for me. Yeah, um, I, f- I felt the Saints dominated the game, and though what a great call on on the fake punt. By the way, I mean, Sean Payton going for it on about the New Orleans 34th and 1, Taysom Hill runs the ball. And that changed the entire game, the complexion of the game for me. And from then on, there was only going to be one winner. Yeah, um, I think I'm big on this with the Patriots often do. When you need to have a spark, use one of your trick plays. That's what they're there for. You you can't rely on trick plays. But if you just use them at the right time, it just sparks up your offence. And then the crowd can get into the game. Like, that was a definite noise from the Superdome, I mean, those fans really get into it, and then that's when you start getting a lot of um, false start penalties, yeah. and a lot of miscommunication, and that's why, like, crowds are important in sports, which I think sometimes gets overlooked, because they can have a massive influence, um, so, always pulling out, like, a trick play like that, it is always, it always, t- I see it always works very well, and I, I hate that, like, conservative opinion, like, no, we just play football, yeah, we don't do any of that fancy stuff. Yeah, when the football's yourself. not going right, you need something to spark you. And Sean Payton's call there was absolutely superb. Like, um, and then it comes down to the end of the game, doesn't it? You know, Nick Foles throws an interception. The ball goes out of Alshon Jeffrey's hands. And if there was any player on the field, it would be between him and Thomas for the two safest pair of hands. And it probably always would be Alshon Jeffrey's a great receiver. Like, and he has been the entire time he's been at the Eagles. I think, and you know. Marshall and Latimer picks the ball up and the game's over. And I felt, I actually felt relieved because I didn't want to see Nick Foles anymore. I'm bored of it. I said this last week. Yeah, I was, I was a little bit bored of the. Everyone's going. Well, do we have to question whether Nick Foles or Carson Wentz? And I was like, not really. People, people who are just like talking heads in the media throw out that question, but I never felt like that was a real question in the office or with the fan base. I think they're like, well, you know, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl and he's done better than what Carson Wentz did this year. But I'm like, but Carson Wentz, what he's done the year before was much better than Nick Foles done. Even though he had the magical playoff run, it was just a very loaded team that he was allowed, that he brings out the best in him. But the best of him is still not anywhere near as good as the best of Carson Wentz, which is what we saw the year before. So I'm I'm quite happy now that they'll just stick with Carson Wentz and there won't be any stupid... Yeah, and the, the other thing, and I know the, the two commentators, is Charles Davis, and that they're clearly knowledgeable fellas, like, but fuck me, do they do my nothing. Mm-hmm. They've just been completely typecast, and I put this out on Twitter as as Madden commentators, and I can't, it, it just feels like I'm watching a game of Madden because I'm hearing a game of Madden. Like, they're, they're so... And this is the thing, I feel bad saying this, because they're, so they're actually really good at what they do. Like... Charles Davis keeps his analysis before the play comes off, and he's brilliant at it, but it's just so Madden-esque that I absolutely hate him. And this fucking thing where he just goes, oh, you know, Nick Foles used to be a basketball player, and he's a baller, and Alshon Jeffrey was a basketball player. It's like, I know, every play for the entire year, I've heard it. Whenever Nick Foles has thrown the ball to Jeffrey, you've gone on about it. It's doing me head in. Stop fucking talking about it. Tell me this. Are they basketball players or are they fucking NFL players? Because they're not playing in the fucking NBA, you know. They're playing in the NFL, and it does Nick Foles a disservice to just say that he throws it up there because yeah. he doesn't. He's a fucking Super Bowl winning quarterback, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He was probably a shit basketballer, which is why he's not playing basketball. 
Yeah. Well, Premier athletes tend to be Premier athletes in every sport. That that's they tend to be much better than us in every sport, regardless of what it is, regardless of how much they've played it. Um, the, he does just throw it up for Jeffrey to win, but that's Jeffrey's skill set. That's why he's been getting more plays out of Jeffrey because Jeffrey's skill set is he's a jump ball specialist. That's what how he made his name in Chicago, and that's why they end up paying him to come to Philadelphia. So yeah, um, throwing up to him, but I am with you. It does get tedious when you're just hearing the exact same comments on players. Oh, he! It's like when they get the package off the producers. Is it like highlighted and underlined like six yeah. times? They've got to get this one up in. He's like, and he just threw that at the rim. I'm like, there's no rim there, you fucking idiots. If you're here, though, about so many players, you know, Jimmy Graham, Antonio yeah. Gates. Really? It, it's okay. Oh, Gronkowski likes to party. This is blowing my mind, this news that you've just <laughs> revealed. Do me nothing. Anyway, I'm glad the Eagles are out because I don't have to listen to that anymore. Uh, and that might be, you know, cheerless, but so what? I don't care. I'm allowed to be. <laughs> I, I felt like they were the worst team again on the NFC anyway. I didn't I wasn't as com- I wasn't confident in this Eagles team. Well, I wasn't last year and they won the Super Bowl, so what do I know? Okay, well, well let's go Let's go over to the Rams versus the Cowboys while I spin my stuff for some reason. Um, Rams beat the Cowboys 30 points to 22. Cowboys just got beaten by a better side in this one, didn't they? Yeah, which... Yay! I hate the Cowboys. I know you do. <laughs> but the, the Rams... The, uh, all the talk going into this game was, can the Rams' defence hold up to the run? You made a great point last week about how... Um, when. You know, and Wade Phillips had said this himself throughout the week is that he believes that they can, you know, the stat packet a little bit towards um, the, the, throughout the regular season is what you were saying, and that kind of played out, didn't it? Yeah, um, especially with Andomaka Sue. Yeah. As I said, he was trying to fight stats with Aaron Donald and trying to get credit, and that's why, again, they don't plug the gaps properly and why you could run on them. Whereas in this game, Andomaka Sue took away the run, and then they made the Cowboys one dimensional and said, go and throw it and beat us. And I think we've always felt the Cowboys couldn't just throw it and beat you. As good as Amari Cooper is, which, again, he's back to being what we first thought he was in Oakland, that's that's it. And still, Dak Prescott's fine. He's, he's a good starting quarterback, but he's not one of the top five quarterbacks. No. He's not one of the quarterbacks who's going to get a bunch of no-names and just throw it around the yard and kill you without Zeke Elliott. And then the other thing with the Cowboys is, I don't, the offensive line isn't as good as it was. That elite offensive line they've had has slowly gotten worse because that's just what happens in the NFL. There's no way of keeping, there's no way of just replenishing the stock over and over again. So once the Cowboys start going behind, there's, just, there's only ever one winner. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think there's, you know, massive respect to CJ Anderson in this game as well. You know, there's two weeks at the back end of the season where he comes in. I think it, the Rams might be his fourth team this year or something. Um, and it, what a change of pace it was. Yeah, um, so CJ, he started off the season with the Panthers, I think it was, and I signed with a lot of fantasy teams with Joe, like that last late round pick. I was like, you, you never know, he might go off. I've seen him do it again for the Broncos. He might go off and then he just seemed to get passed round. No one's on him. He had like a cup of tea at the Razors. And then next thing you know, he's starting for the Rams and he's running all over the place. And I think he's got, obviously he's got, um, he was with the Gary Kubiak offense, yeah. which is where he won a Super Bowl. The Gary Kubiak is part of the Mike Shanahan coaching tree, which also got Sean McVay. Outside so, zone, man. Yeah, so it's the same outside running scheme that he's used to with pretty similar terminology. He just does it a little bit different. 
he looks for more contact than what Todd Gale does. Todd Gale, he's more of your home run hitter. And having that bit of change of pace and just doubling up on the run, I was surprised at how well that worked against the Cowboys linebacker core. They look shocked. Well, they, in the end, they had to bring Sean Lee and put him into the game and Van Der Esch was on the sidelines getting chewed out by the linebackers coach and stuff like that. And you could see that, that something had gone completely awry in the pack, in the Cowboys, apologies, uh, game plan. And, you know, they obviously weren't executing those. They, the Rams went after those young linebackers, both in the run game and I think in the pass game as well. You know, Cooks is... Uh, superb when he gets into that inside slot and you know he can get 10, 15, 20 yards down the field and cut inside those linebackers couldn't deal with that uh, Robbie Woods Robert Woods is just as good you know when he when he's in, in that area of the field as well so they went at those linebackers and they, and they chewed them out yeah, it was quite interesting that because obviously we, if you'd ask me what's the strength of this Cowboys team, I think we'd have all said the young linebacker core. Yeah. And we wouldn't have thought Sean Lee would have got much snaps at all, but they had to bring him in to try and change something. Ultimately, it didn't work, but that we talk about the genius of what we think Sean McVay is, and that's the genius. He'd seen something in this highly rated linebacker call when he's watching it on film, thinking, how do we stop this? He'd saw it. He could see himself on what to do, and then we don't stop it. We attack it. Yeah, and that's it, the it was like it's kind of like when um, you got like an elite pass rusher, so you run at him, you run specifically at him, and let him run past you. And it was that kind of um, game plan at them that's just attack that linebacker core, and it worked to a T. It was brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll go on to the last game. I'm sure the game that you're most excited to talk about, the game that I switched off. After uh, halfway through, I was watching it just after it had started. The the the, the Saints Eagles game was kicking off, and I'd had quite enough of seeing Tom Brady tear uh, the whatever they're called. Let's just go with charges uh, still because it's still not there. The LA charges in your arsehole, to be quite frank. Yeah, um, do we dominate from start to finish? They went. They done the two bad thing. Everyone knows you can't play zone against Tom Brady. Yeah. Can't play zone against Tom but Brady. But played seven defensive backs, you know. And also, do you know what else you don't do? Play seven defensive back against the team that wants to run. We want to run. That's our right now. Our scheme yeah, is well, we do not have the wide receivers to again throw it. We we talk about why Tom Brady's um, numbers are down. It's because the skill position players aren't there. But he's got two very good skill position players in James White, who have fifteen catches, and Edelman. Um, no, and Sony Michelle, oh, who ran all over the charges. The I seen some things going. Oh, Tom Brady threw for three hundred and forty-four yards or whatever against by throwing it to running backs and only three-yard throws. Like, yeah, that's how you beat that Seattle Gus Bradley defense. That's the one he came from. That's how we beat them in the Super Bowl. In so, in cov in um, if you're playing coverage, the weakness is always the flat to the back. You can always pick up five, six yards. Now, most defences in the NFL don't believe that offences are willing to go on 14, 15 play drives and not get antsy and not want to just throw it downfield and make something happen. Except you're talking about except, the GOAT and probably the greatest coach. Tom Brady's the one quarterback who, not the one quarterback, but out of every quarterback, he's the one who understands that the most. Of, yeah, I'll just go on a 15 play drive. Hmm. I mean, that's the difference between him and someone like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will look to make something happen. And there's a lot of times when you look at Rodgers go, especially this season, go throw to Adam Jones. He's there. He can go and get you six yards. And suddenly you're going to have third and short rather than third and long. And that's that was the dominating factor for me. That's the Patriots done. It was a little bit like, right, I remember playing footy and these 16-year-olds asked for this for the game and we were all about 21, 22. 
and I was looking at them, they look quite better players than yous. And then the first thing I done is got the ball, run past them, found myself running through the whole team like a prime Stephen Gerrard and scoring. And that was the difference, was we were just much bigger and stronger than they are. They were, they were much more technically gifted and faster, and you could see it, but they couldn't do nothing if we just played Hollywood balls to each other. And that was what it was like. It was just that we were just bigger, stronger than them, whereas they went for speed, and we were like, we're just going to run it at you. And that's what, you know, James Devlin was running all over. I thought Gronk was all brilliant the in the run game as well. Yeah, I, I thought he was superb, him and Devlin. At times when they were both in on plays, a couple of times, I thought, you know, Devlin's a great fullback, and Gronkowski, not, not uh, a, a massive piece of the passing game in this one, but he was superb at blocking. Yeah, um, Gronk, this why when people, we talked about the greatest tight ends or who's been the best tight ends, I would say Gronkowski's the much better blocker than anyone else, anyone seems to mention. He's head and shoulders above Kelsey as a blocker. Um, this season, he's actually struggled. But, you know, maybe that's just them holding back or him holding back for playoff time. I don't know, but we could you could see clearly, I mean, there's the idea that people are like, oh, can you really tell he's a good blocker? And that will... If the guy, if I keep getting seeing successful plays and seeing Gronkowski ahead of that person, then yeah, I can kind of tell who's a good blocker if it's on the outside zone. It's hard to tell in the interior who's actually doing well blocking, but on the outside, it's quite obvious. And that's what New England did. You know, run behind Gronkowski, run behind Dwayne Allen. J- Julian Edelman's an excellent blocker. He actually likes to carry on a little bit after the play, but what are you going to do? Yeah, domination. I felt sorry for Phil Rivers. Did you? Not really. You thought Chargers were going to win the Super Bowl again? I never ever said Chargers win the Super Bowl. I said, I said they'd get to the Super Bowl. Okay, so yeah. you were wrong. Oh, I've, I've but fine. You're quite happy, you're quite <laughs> happy to, be, uh, to be on this one. Okay, well, we'll wrap that up then. We'll, we'll focus on the um, on the conference championships. First of all, we've got the Saints versus the Rams. That's the first game. I mean, they're, 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 well, let's be honest. Let's look at all of them. you got Chiefs-Patriots. You could argue... That we've definitely got three of the best offences. It's the top four offences. You could argue <laughs> that we've got the top four. Yeah. It is. Uh, I, think, I think we found out, even as the defence has come back to the pack at the end, towards the end of the season, it's still the elite offences that have you know, shown that it is an offensive NFL now. And it's elite offences that are more consistent. I think the problem with a lot of teams who have very good defences is they had weak, they had really weak offenses that just seemed to be getting by. And then when you get to this money time, it's been you know the offense that I've seen them through with with good support and defense, not necessarily the team with an elite defense, i.e. the Bears or the Baltimore I think, Ravens. I, I must admit, I th- this is why I think that, and I'm obviously Saints and Rams are in the same conference, but that would have been that would have been a great Super Bowl matchup. Do you know what I mean? Because I think there you've got two really of the more balanced teams. I think the Chiefs and the Patriots defence isn't as good as the Rams and the Saints defence, for example. And I, I wonder whether whoever wins that Saints Rams, I would probably back to go and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm I'm in a weird position where as much as I want the Patriots to win it, I'm happy for either of these teams three teams to win it. I've always liked the Saints. I like the idea of Dubreeze winning another Super Bowl and establishing his legacy. Um, Patrick Mahomes is probably the f- everyone's favourite player to watch right now. He's just, as I compared him to you before, he's like Xavi. He sees passes that aren't there. The one where he just threw it, just five yards or ten yards, whatever it is, to Kelsey win. No one else sees that. No one else knows that's going to Kelsey's run and just curls it round the defender for him to catch it. That's a play which 
I don't really see other people do. You see, it's like I, I, I see it on it different Aikman? sports. Was it commentating on him the other night? I can't remember. All the all the games have molded into one, but like whenever a quarterback comments on him, they're like, "Wow, yeah." You know, you, you see Tony Romo, you you hear Troy Aikman, and they're like, "I couldn't do that." Yeah, and these are some. Uh, you know, Troy Aikman's one of the most successful quarterbacks we've seen in this league. Three Super Bowl rings going. Yeah, I couldn't have done that. Yeah, there's just no one can explain it again. Like another comparison, it's like Larry Bird when you watch people talk about him in basketball. It's like he'd somehow managed to flip it or tip it and just have such control of the basketball that no, uh, no one could stop him. And it's the same with Patrick Mahomes. He's just got such control. He's probably got the biggest arm in the NFL. He can run. And he just, nothing seems to get to him. And he's looking for big play. He's just incredible to watch. So... When you look, and then Sean McVay's one of the great uh, what we think might be one of the greatest offensive minds to come into the NFL. So it just seems good, no matter what. I'm not going to be too disappointed, and I think we're in line for like a good Super Bowl, regardless. Mm. So let's talk about the Saints Rams then. Um, a couple of things that came out of the the game against the Eagles, I think, and I think if you've watched the Saints all season long, you could tend to agree. Drew Brees' arm strength isn't what it was. Yeah, and. I th- you can still throw the ball 50 yards I'm sure you can throw the ball t- five times further than I can throw a ball but he's he's under throwing the deep balls and I think that's why you're going to see a little bit of Taysom Hill that's why he came in and played a, a deep ball himself um, uh, last weekend and on the Rams side of it I like Goff I think he's a good quarterback my issue with Goff is if you can get any type of pressure or disrupt the routes, I think he struggles. Yeah, I think this a, it's a little bit like the um, greatest show on turf rams. I think you can start jamming the receivers and then get some interior pressure. I think you can beat the rams. I think that's what the Saints have got to go for. Um, you're all right about Drew Brees' arm. It's not the same. It's what we see with Tom Brady. Some of those passes, they just seem to be ducking and diving and not, not getting there. But I think schematically... I believe in the Saints team. The Saints they did play early in the season. The Saints won that like I thought they would. I think that was the first loss for the Rams. And I believe that might happen again. But the big difference in this game is Tlaib is back. Mm. So they're, they're going to be allowed to either put Tlaib on, um, Thomas. on Thomas and see how that works out. Because, I mean, he tried Peters and Thomas had him on toast. Yeah, I, I, and that's it. Like, you know, I, I'm not sure how much of an effect Donald and Sue will have on this game. I think they'll be important pieces, as they always are. I always feel against Drew Brees, he's fine taking a sack every now and again in the same way that Brady is. If it's not there, I don't, I don't think he's going to be forcing stuff in this game. I think you will see a lot of Kamara and Ingram and, 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 and you know, and not just in the run game either, I think in the passing game. When, the, when you've got the likes of Thomas there to pass to as well, that'll be good to see. It's going to be a really interesting game, this one, and I, I just think I think the Saints are slightly better. I think they can disrupt Goff, get him off kilter almost. You know, I think he's brilliant when... You know the way they always talk in the commentary about how Sean McVay gets them up to the line and tries to see the looks and all that type of stuff? I think we might see a Saints team that does a bit like what the Ravens have done and leave it to the last five seconds before they show what's going on. I think that's what you need to do against this Rams side. You need to just wait until ten seconds and then go right. Let's get into our positions for this play. I'd be I'd be impressed if that was to happen. And 
make him make the read. Don't let McVeigh make the reads. And if you can do that and you can disrupt the receivers, then you've got a good chance. I think the other thing with that as well, again, that Superdome gets loud. True. It's hard. It's going to be hard for McVeigh to communicate. I know he's, well, he can communicate with Goff because he's in his ear, but then for Goff to communicate that to his offensive line as well, receivers, could be the difficulty. So I think the fans might have a play of fact in this, even though no one will really give it credit, because I think it will prevent that um, communication. And the other thing is, if it starts going wrong, Goff has not shown me yet. He's got the right mentality. He's got the mentality to be able to put it on his back and take over the game. I believe in Drew Brees being able to do that. I'm not sure Goff is. I think there's a couple of games this season where Goff's just went. It went wrong and, and it went very wrong went for wrong Goff. For two weeks. Yeah. He just went missing, didn't he, for a couple of weeks? Like, yeah, that's interesting. Now, okay, so uh, let's pick a winner then. I think we're both going Saints. Is it fair to say? Yeah, I'm going Saints. What? What? Roughly. Point difference? Um, t- four points. I'll go seven to ten <laughs> to the Saints. As in seven to ten points difference. Yeah, Maybe I got that. Not, not, I, not, I didn't not, think yeah. you were saying seven to ten. This isn't 1953. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll move on to the Chief Patriots then. Um, earlier in the season, I said Brady wouldn't allow himself to be beaten by Pat Mahomes. What was the what was the score in that game? Forty three to forty. Do you think it's going to be similar? I don't know. I think the difference in this game is that game with the Patriots again. The Patriots beat the Chiefs. I don't think people are talking about that enough. We beat them. As I said to you last week, every playoff team the Patriots placed, Patriots faced, we beat them. So we're a better team, and people were giving us credit. Maybe even I was giving us credit. Um, the big difference is there's no um, Kareem Hunt. Cream hunting that game was killing us because I think we tried to take away um, the cheetah and Kelsey and Hunt just run all over us, but for big yards, it wasn't. Apparently, the Brian Forrest defense is if you want to run for four yards, go ahead. What you're not going to do is run for 12 yards. Well, it felt like Cream Hunt kept running for 12 yards against us, and that was the problem. Now that he's not there, that's going to allow our defence to do what I think they should do, which is put Stephen Gilmore, who's having an all-pro year. On Tyreek Hill. No, put Kelsey? him on Kelsey and leave the McCourty's wins to take care of Tyreek Hill. Okay. And that's how you got it. Because you got to double Tyreek Hill. He's yeah, too fast. To. You can't single cover him. Not even Gilmore can single cover him. Now, if they... and McCourty's quite fast, and then obviously Dev McCourty's got great hands and used to play cornerback. I think that that's how defensively I would go. And I... I think there was a story that in um, the Super Bowl against the Bills, why Bill Belichick was the um, defensive coordinator for the Giants, he said, Thurman Thomas needs to run for 100 yards today. And the defense was like, what? And he's like, no, trust us. If Thurman, if Thurman Thomas runs for 100 yards, that stops um, Jim Kelly going off, that stops the wide receivers, we'll win this game. And that's what happened. I think that's what they're going to say. They're going to say, Williams can run for 100 yards. He can have his. We're not going to let Tyree Hill... And Kelsey beat us. I mean, they're gonna get their points because I'm not sure anyone can stop Tyreek Hill. He's too fast. He's too fast. They're moving around too much. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be very, very interesting. And, and look, it's not often a Belichick side gets forty points scored against them um, over the years. Anyway, I can't imagine that it happens again. To be honest with you, but I do think that the Chiefs win out just. So yeah, I'm. I'm still. I'm going pace. It's. Uh, I'm. I'm all in now. It's your eighth <laughs> fucking championship game on the bounce. Yeah, basically every. See, this is the thing where people are like, "Oh, this Brady that good." Well, his team goes to the championship game. 
every year. Sickening. Absolutely yeah. sickening it is. And he's played some quite a lot of cover zero actually against the Chargers. Yeah, we played a lot was of interesting. cover zero and a lot of two man. Just going two man and that's I think we'll do that again. I, just, I think we're going to take I forward. think you will, but I think this the difference this time is you'll drop out. Yeah. Instead of going for it. Well, I've got a prediction, which if you're a better man, bet on Dwan Harmon getting at least one interception. Okay. I think, because I think Mahomes is going to look for the big play, and Harmon's very good as that secondary safety late in games of picking him off. And I think if they need to come from behind, I can really see that happening. So you're picking the Patriots. Yeah. So we've gone for a Saints, and I've gone Chiefs Super Bowl. You've gone Saints Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah. That's rather mine. Well, I'd rather, I'd rather man the Patriots win. I mean, I don't think that will happen because I think the Patriots are the worst team in out of the four. But you know, You've fuck it. Back the greatest of <laughs> Let's all go time. Patriots. Fuck the Patriots. <laughs> uh, there you go. That's been Cover Two TV. I've been Chris Pajak. This has been Tom Jennings. We still don't know where Steele is. All we know is that he still will be bald. Thanks for watching. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Ta-ra. <laughs>